The Gemara now discusses a new topic. It is still connected to the case of the Mishnah, where we don't know if the child is from the first marriage or is from the second marriage from the Yibam. So essentially, a husband passes away without any children. Uh, the wife then does Yibam with her brother-in-law. Uh, however, they do Yibam within the first three months, and she becomes pregnant. And so they do not know if the child is the child from the first husband, from the deceased husband, in which case there is no mitzvah to do Yibam. It would, in fact, be a violation to do Yibam uh, because you are marrying your brother-in-law, and it's not the context of the mitzvah of Yibam. Or the child is from the second marriage. It is from the Yibam, in which case there is a mitzvah to do Yibam because she did not have children from her first husband, and then the child would be from uh, the second marriage, from uh, the marriage of the brother-in-law and the sister-in-law. So the Gemara now will be going through eight different cases, eight different cases in which uh, there's a question of Yerusha, of what happens when somebody within the family, let's say that somebody in the family passes away, and so who should get the Yerusha? Uh, the inheritance of the deceased. And so, because this is a situation where we don't know uh, who the father is of this child, so there's a question, does he get any amount of the Yerusha, of the, of the inheritance, when we don't know who his father is? We don't know, we don't know really who he's the child of. Um, so, there will be eight different cases. Uh, on this stuff, this stuff discusses four of the cases, and so my hope is to discuss three in this recording. And so we will have an additional recording, even though we usually have four for the daf. I will have an additional recording to discuss the fourth case, uh, because it's a really a separate case and more analysis for that fourth case. But in this recording, we will just discuss the first three. And then in the next recording, we'll discuss the fourth. And then uh, the last four are part of the, uh, the next daf, the next page. So let's see the different cases. Case number one. Case number one. So the case is where there's a deceased, uh, there's a deceased husband, and so he had property, and he had, uh, he has, uh, he has property that uh, should be inherited by somebody. And the question is, who gets the Yerusha? Who gets the Yerusha? Who gets uh, takes possession of the estate of the deceased brother? Uh, so there are two options. It could either be his own son. Assuming that the son is his own son, we don't know, but it could be that his son, that the the child is really his son. If the child is really his son, so then the son should get the yerusha, should get the uh, take possession of the estate. And if it's not the son, if the child is not the son, but it's really the child of the second marriage, so then the halacha is that the yavam, the one who does yibam, the brother-in-law who does yibam, he has uh, he has the right to take possession of the estate of the deceased brother. So, who should have it? Suffolk Amar, the one who is the uncertain one, meaning the child. We don't know if it's actually the son of the deceased or the son of the Yavam. So he says, He'll make the claim that I'm the son of the deceased brother. I have the right uh, to the estate. And it's mine. The Yavam, the brother-in-law says, No, you're my son. And you have no claim whatsoever to the estate. And so it really belongs to me because I am the brother 
who did Yibam, so therefore it should really belong to me. So what is the halacha? So the Gemara says, This is a situation where we don't really know. Uh, nobody had, was muslik in it. Nobody had it beforehand. In general, we say leave the money where it is. There's a concept of leaving the money where it is, going based on status quo. But we can't do that here because the deceased brother passed away. And there, there, is, there is no status quo in this, in this scenario. So with Maman uh, there's Amut there's a real question here. And Maman Amut Cholkin, we should divide it. And so therefore they should divide it between the Yabam, uh, the, uh, the brother who did Yibam, and the child, the child who might be the child of the deceased. And so since we don't know, therefore we say to divide it evenly. Okay. And again, it might not be that they're actually making such a claim, but we can make a claim uh, for them, for the Suffolk, uh, that he doesn't really know. The one, the child, he doesn't know if it belongs to him or not. And so when he makes the claim, when they both make the claim, they're really making a claim, not that they actually know, nobody knows, but they are claiming that who said that I'm, the son is saying, who said I'm the son of the Yavam, maybe I'm the son of the deceased, uh, the deceased brother. And so therefore he's claiming that he should really uh, get the money. So in such a case, we divide it evenly. Case number two. So let's discuss now case number two, two out of the three cases. So let's say we have the following case. The case is where we have the child, and we don't know if the child is from the first marriage or if he's from, he's a child of the Yavam, uh, from the second marriage of the brother-in-law. But the, uh, the, brother is, the, the brother who did Yibam is not in the picture anymore. Uh, so he's not in the picture. Um, but they're dividing up the property of Nechse Misna, of of the really of the first husband who passed away first, and they're dividing up his estate. Uh, the, his brother, who was alive and did yibam, he passed away. He has since passed away. But the estate that we're discussing is really the estate of the first husband, the first husband who passed away. And now there's a dispute between the children of the yavam and the these the child who we don't know whether or not uh, he's the child of the first husband or the child of the Yavam. Uh, so there's a question with regards to that. And again, they have an argument about with regards to the possession of the estate of the first uh, deceased husband. And essentially, the, re- the way we come up to, in, the way such a situation occurs is where the Yavam dies before the estate of the first deceased uh, brother is distributed. And so, and so therefore, we could have such a situation. So the Suffolk Amr, the, the child who we don't know who his father is, he makes the claim that I am the son of the first deceased brother, and it really, it all belongs to me. His estate belongs to me. Uh, so let's say, just to give names, Reuven is the, is the deceased, uh, the first deceased husband, Shimon is his brother, Shimon did Yibam, Shimon then passed away, and we're dividing up the, the estate of Reuven. So this child, let's call him... Uh, I don't know, let's call him Yosef. So Yosef, uh, he's the child, we don't know if he's the child of Reuven or of Shimon, so he claims, you know, I'm, I think that I'm the son of Reuven, I should deserve all of it. B'nai Amri, however, the children of Shimon, they say, no, Atachinuat, you're not the son of Reuven, you're the son of Shimon, you are our brother. If you're our brother, misnehud islan bahadan, lach bahadan. If you're the brother, so then you really should divide it up amongst us, because our father, Shimon, uh, has... The, should really he really deserved it, 
uh, because he was the Yavam. And now that he passed away, now that our father passed away, we should divide it evenly amongst all of us, amongst all of the brothers. So what should we do? The Yosef, the brother who we're not sure who his father is, so then he really, he's claiming that he should get all of it. The other brothers, meaning the children of Shimon, claim that he's one of the brothers, that Yosef is really one of the brothers, and they should divide it evenly. What should we do in this case? So first, the Rabbanan said in front of Rabbanan, they thought to say as follows. So initially we think to say as follows, and we will, we will reject this, but they think to say as follows. It is comparable to the following case. It is comparable to the following case, the following Mishnah. The Mishnah says as follows, that not, not a Yibam case, but a very simple case. Who uh, ain't Yorish Osam, Vehem Yorshin Oso. The Mishnah says as follows, uh, a different Mishnah. The Mishnah says that, let's say we have a case of just, let's say it's not a case of Yibam, uh, but a woman marries, is, was married, her husband passes away, and then she marries somebody else within the first three months, and we don't, and she has, she's pregnant, she has a child, and we don't know if the child is from the first husband or from the second husband. Again, it's not a case of Yibam. But we don't know whether the child is from the first husband or from the second husband. And she has children from both marriages. She has other children from both marriages. So she has children that we know are from the first husband. And she has children that we know are from the second husband. And she also has this child who is born um, right after she, she marries somebody else. And we don't know if that child is from the first husband or from the second husband. So the law is that if this child who, who doesn't know who his father is, so if he tries to inherit from the brothers from either brother, either the brothers from the first marriage or the second marriage, he's not allowed to. He's not allowed to because the brothers could always claim, bring me proof that you're actually a brother. Each family can make the claim. The brothers from the first, from the first, uh, from the first marriage could claim, we know that we're, we, we're, we're children of the father, but you don't know. Uh, we don't know if you're the, a child from the, first, from the father, so therefore you should get nothing. And also the children of the second of, of the uh, the children of the second marriage of the uh, of of the father of the second marriage, uh, so they could also make the same claim and say we don't know if you're really part a brother. You don't know if you're a brother, so therefore you cannot inherit. And they can make such a claim, and he could get nothing. He would get nothing, um, and they would always push him aside. So the Gemara says as follows: In our case, it should really be the opposite. Vahacha ipcha. Really, it should be the opposite. Why? Hasam amri le aisiraya vishakol. But uh, over there in that case, we know for sure that the children from the first marriage, the, those that we know are for sure children from the first marriage, we know that they get something. And this child, the child who's in question, he's what we refer to as a suffix. We don't know if he should get anything. So the ones who for sure get should push aside the one who doesn't necessarily get. Uh, and that's what happens in that case. So, so too, in our case, the child who is in question is either the son of the first husband, or he's the son of the Yavam. And this child who's in question, it happens to be the opposite of the other case, but this child who's in question, he for sure at least gets something. We know that he for sure gets something. If he's the child of the first husband, he should get everything. If he's the child of the Yavam, so then he should divide it evenly amongst the other brothers. But in the end of the day, at least he gets something. So the Gemara wants to make the claim that since at least he gets something, in either way he should get something. So therefore, he has the right to say to the other brothers, bring proof that I'm not the son of Reuven. You should bring the proof because I know that I get something, so bring proof that I'm not the son of Reuven. So that's what the Gemara wants to say because since he's for sure getting something, he should have, he should have a right to the entire estate. And, and, he says, and he says that the burden of proof should be on you, the rest of the brothers, to prove that I'm really not a son of Reuven. 
So Mishashir rejects this logic. And he says, Amalu Huru Mishashir. If Mishashir says to them, No, you can't compare the two cases. Me dummy. Hasam inu vadaviyu safik. Hacha idividi safik. says, We really cannot compare the two cases. Over there, in the case of that Mishnah, where it's not a case of Yibam, but it's just uh, two different marriages. Um, and each, we know that they're brothers of the first marriage, and they push aside the Suffolk, the one who's in question. Over there, they know for sure, those brothers know for sure that they are the children of the, of the father of the first marriage. And also the same thing is true with regards to the children of the father of the second marriage. They know for sure, they're not coming with a claim of doubt, they know with certainty that they are the children of the, of the father of the first marriage or the father of the second marriage. Um, but over, over here, each one is, cl- it, it, they have an uncertain claim. They're not claiming with any particular knowledge. The, the son who, we don't know if he is the son of, uh, of the de- first deceased brother or if the son of the Yavam, he himself doesn't know. He's not making a claim with certainty. So over there, the reason why the brothers can push aside the suffix is because they're claiming with certainty. But over here, even the, per- even the one who, is certainly going to get something, meaning the, the son of either of Reuven or of Shimon. We don't know if he's the son of Reuven or the son of Shimon, but we cannot give him everything because he's not making a claim with certainty that he's the son of Reuven. He himself doesn't even know. It's all, it's all a question. Uh, so in that case, in, the, in that case, we don't, we don't really know. And so therefore, Rashi explains, in the end of the day, in this second case, in this second case where uh, there's, a, uh, there's a dispute uh, between the Suffolk, meaning Yosef, who might be the son of Reuben or might be the son of Shimon, and Shimon's children, uh, there's this dispute: who should, uh, how should they divide up the estate of Reuben? So Yosef says, "I should get everything." The other brothers say that, "No, you're our brother. We should divide it evenly." Rashi explains that with the gar- if they were to divide it evenly, so let's say there are three brothers uh, from the from the Yavam, and then there's Yosef. So if they were divided evenly, everyone would get a quarter. So that we should for sure give Yosef 25% of the estate of Reuven. With regard to the other 75%, then that should be divided in half. Of that 75%, half of it should go to Yosef, and then half of it should be divided up amongst the other three brothers. Uh, because the 25%, we know for sure, goes to Yosef. Either way, it goes to Yosef. Because even if he's the son of of Shimon, so he divides it up evenly between the other three brothers, he should for sure get 25%. With regards to the other 75%, that should be divided evenly. Yosef should get half, because he he has a, a valid, as, as much of a, of a valid claim as the other brothers, so he should get half, and then the other brothers would divide up the other 50% of the 75%. That is all case number two. Case number three. The case number three is as follows. So the Gemara says... If you want to bring in the mission that we discussed before, we should bring it with regards to the following case. This is case three. The case is as follows. We have the Suffolk Yosef. Yosef, we don't know if he's the son of Reuven or the son of Shimon. And the children of Shimon. And they are coming to divide up they want to divide up the uh, the estate uh, of the Yavam, of Shimon. So in that case, that's comparable to the Mishnah. That's comparable to the Mishnah that we discussed before. Essentially, the children of Shimon are certainly the children of Shimon. Uh, those, they, they, everyone knows that they are the children of Shimon. So they have the right to tell Yosef uh, that you really, you have to bring proof that you are 
really our brother. We don't know if you are our brother. We know for sure that we are all brothers with each other. We know we are the children of Shimon. You, you don't know if you are the child of Shimon, if you are the child of Reuven. You don't know. You have to improve, and therefore you should get absolutely nothing, which is what the Mishnah said earlier. So in case number three, where they're not dividing up the estate of Reuven, but they're dividing up the estate of Shimon, the Yavam, so then the children of the Yavam, of Shimon, uh, those that we know for sure are the children of Shimon, they get everything. And Yosef, who we don't know if he's the child of Shimon or of Reuven, he gets nothing. Because when it's a scenario where we know certainly that there are uh, brothers who get, uh, because they are children, we know for sure that they are children, so then they get to divide it up. The other person, Yosef, is a suffolk. And ain't suffolk, we, we, uh, we, we don't give to the suffolk, to the person who... Um, who is unclear whether or not he's a child of Shimon, if there are other brothers around who we know for sure are deserving of Yerusha. So in that case, number three, we would give the entire estate, possession of the entire estate, to the brothers who we know for sure are uh, the children of Shimon. So that's case number three. And case number four, we will discuss in a fifth recording, in the next recording of this week's stuff.